With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Friday, September 21st, 2012. It is early again. I'm not used to this, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm sorry. You're going to be? What? Hey, I'm watching the, uh, the, uh, the A's Yankees right now. I want the extra inning. So let me know whenever we're ready. Well, fantastic. You know, for about a minute and a half. And, uh, no, we're not. I'll get you to admit this is stuff that you didn't realize. Yeah, no, we're not. Just go ahead and shut it off and let's start this when this game is up. Well, how are you? I'm all screwed up because because that's just how you were born. I know, and I love you for it anyway. So I've never been normal since <laughs> I started. Oh, exactly. So therefore, it's not all screwed up by your standards. Well, I I get a funny story before we get in, and we tonight we're going to talk about uh, the follow-up. Yeah, okay, okay, that's great. Today. Um, so what's your funny story? Uh, phone number is three four six five nine three nine nine. Uh, no, so I, I know that. Why are you? Really, today when you called me and said, "Hey, we have to move the showtime up a little bit," um, I was like, "All right, great. I'll get on Twitter." And I was on my phone because I was out and about. So I tried to put due to unforeseen circumstances. Um, are you going to be early in the evening? Do you even know where I'm going with that? <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine. What well, ended up going? Does that have anything to do with the bris? He's nodding his head up and turning to be red. Almost 1,100 Twitter followers got to the effect of, due to unforeseen circumcision, <laughs> correct takeover. And, uh, yeah, because apparently you type circumcisions more than you type circumstances. <laughs> so that's scary in and of itself. Wow, yeah, the correct so, default to that yeah. one. I ended up going out to all my Twitter followers, so I took a screenshot. You can save that forever. We need to put that on our site. Have we had any photos, by the way? Well, now that Roost is back up, um, post everything. Uh, when he's back, he's back. Uh, so he's back live. Uh, I'm going this week and start updating all the audio on our side of it, the forums. Um, there is a picture. A picture. There's one picture in there that Rooster put up. Like a fastball picture? Or no, no, like a photograph. Okay. Um, under future Sackheads of America, and it's this great picture of a being sitting in the carriage, screaming its head off, and somebody holding an Obama mask to her. Nice. I, I just I got quite a kick out of that, actually. How about you? What? What? The space shuttle did a flyover of uh, California. California today. Yeah, it was the endeavor. super impressive. 
So it came back. Did you get a chance to see it? It came nowhere near me. Okay. And it was really early in the morning, um, somewhere between like 11 and 12. Or a little bit yeah, it's supposed to be 9.30. I think it actually was 9.45. I, was I wasn't awake. So <laughs> I just finished moving this week. Uh, so I'm not doing anything. And my house honestly looks like a U-Haul uh, storage facility, and it's going to stay that way for a while. No, that's perfect. I, I like it. I had a brilliant idea of pulling out just enough clothes to get through the move and put the rest in the uh, boxes and everything, so I've been wearing the same thing. That was a really good idea. Now, did you take, like, one pan out so you have something to <laughs> no, something in? Okay. So I've been wearing the same clothes where I've literally been washing everything once a day. <laughs> Rewearing it. I get my other clothes on. I didn't want to say anything to you. <laughs> Now, one thing I did notice that you're also using the same paper bag because that's the same uh, worn bag that you had last week. This is the one uh, we're going to sign. And the week and, uh, before. Somebody takes the picture of themselves with the uh, Constitution at the end of the month. No, no, I think it's only a week. I think it's all. Give us to the end of the month. Okay. We give it to the end of the month. So picture yourself with the Constitution. Email it to failsackheadsradio.com. Uh, you'll get a worn sack. With our signature, it's probably worth, uh, like, I don't know, what's the part of the postage? No, I don't even think it'd be worth the postage. I think it'd be, like, the cost to recycle the paper bag. So a couple of cents. Hey. You but know, that's something, right? It's a start. This economy, everything helps. the economy. Right. So a lot to talk about this week. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I thought we were done already. No, we're still going. You realize the game's still on, right? No, and you're going to have to deal with it. We have a show to do. Listen, we literally have, like, 10, 12 people. By the way, I have one question to ask you, and it's yes or no. Just yes or no. That's all That's all you can say. No. Okay. Well, we solved all the tonight. I'll <laughs> join in next week. <laughs> Perfect. Yes or no. Okay. Um. So I hear that you are currently an A's fan. No. Uh, okay. Because they were playing the Yankees, so I'm for sure that the you were. No. No, I can root for the A's. Not if you're not. That makes you a fan. I'm a fan of the Red Sox, and I root for anyone who's playing the A's. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For anyone who's playing. Uh, so you're really rooting for the Yankees right now. Anybody in Boston, you just a Boston Red Sox fan. I've lost all my time. So uh, he's rooting for the Yankees. I'm rooting for. Don't put that. Don't put that on me. You, it's early in the morning right now. 7.05 <laughs> at night. I'm not used to this. Hey, you coffee. I bet you coffee. Hey, listen, I know you keep trying to get my love, and I appreciate that. But, uh, it Great uh, quote. Every time you bring me Dunkin' Donuts, I love you a little bit more. You love me a lot. What are you talking about? You wouldn't even do this show and put up with all my shenanigans if you did. <laughs> what about you? What's going on with you this week? It doesn't matter. No, it does. It matters to me. I'm completely dejected now. It's just me and you talking right now. No, it's just I'm totally dejected. No. Come on, tell me. You look sad. Are you sad? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> hey. I don't know. I just keep saying hey tonight. How about oil? I'll just say oil all the time. You can't do that. Romney released his tax returns. Yeah, his 2011 tax returns. Um, um, he's, you know what? This guy, I don't know what his deal is, but he's so rich, he should be donating a lot of money to charity. I think he did. He only donated like what, $4 million? Yeah. I mean, come on, in 2011? Yeah. He more than that. 70% of his income. We probably need the other 70% for I mean, think about it, really. He has way too much. Well, he uh, he invests four million a year into uh, charitable contributions. He still owns businesses, I believe. 
he has a family. I'm sure he has other plans for it. And you know what? The fact that he overpaid his taxes in 2011? No. Yeah. That makes him a problem because he wants to get the government more money. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it is. So we nailed it. So, hey, thank you for making it. So Obama should totally like him then, right? Well, Obama should support reason, him for president now. The reason he overpaid his taxes is he didn't get the most out of his deductions. He chose not to do that. So he donated a lot of money and then didn't choose to take every allotment for the... Uh, well, since Mitt Romney is a capitalist Republican, I'm sure Obama donated more money than Romney did, oh, right percentage-wise. positive at this point. Well, let's take a look. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, forget no, I said anything. Hold on, I'm still looking. Yeah, no, he, he was... Uh, Obama donated approximately 7%. They dropped a quarter in the box they have at the... Next uh, cash bridge is a convenience store. That's going to count for something. That counts, right? Yeah. They take a penny, leave a penny. Problem is he takes a bunch of pennies, maybe. I don't know. Right. He didn't realize that it's either or. So he took a giant handful out of the pin and just put one back. He said, hey, took one and left one. What's wrong with that? <laughs> and I just summed up his whole financial plan for the four years. You know, and for the previous four years. Yeah. Well, that was a gimme. I didn't think I had to be obvious. Yeah, so Romney donated an average of 13.5% of his adjusted gross income over the last 20 years, according to this, according to a, a report from theblaze.com. And uh, well, Obama donated less than 7% of his adjusted gross income. Well, because man is so much richer than Obama that he for it. Right. <laughs> so I'm sure that's going to be out there somewhere. I'm sure some leftist lunatic is like, well, yeah, but he's had so much more money and he was born in a well. Oh, I'm sure. And what I really like is Obama's going to come out and say he was living in a bedroom apartment with his wife in Detroit. But, you know, that shows you how rich he was his whole life. Do you look at Rocky, think? I hope so. You can get him to meet us. I hope so. So when you call Mitt this week, see if you know his kid Rock. He'll uh, come in and play like an acoustic set. Ooh. Be like me, you with the bongos. No, you know what we need? You know what, what we need Kid Rock to do is... Uh, Okay, I'm done. I'm 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 leaving the show. The New York Yankees just walked off home run and won the game in the bottom of the tenth. So I'm gonna go ahead and close out my um. <laughs> well, I mean, you still have a few minutes too. Okay, hey, thanks. It's Sackheads Radio. I'll talk to you later. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sucks. The uh, Yankees. And you know why they did it? Because you said I that know. you were rooting for anybody who played the A's. You yeah. jinxed them. Now it's now it's about jinxes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't believe in jinxes? I don't believe in Mr. Baseball fan? No, I don't believe in jinxes. I, just, I believe in curses. <laughs> you know, for three, six years, but that's something totally different. I don't believe in jinxes. What am I, some sort of lunatic? Yeah. <laughs> I did everything in my power to exercise the curse of 86 years, but I won't touch you. you stupid. Do I look like a jerk? You don't look like you've exercised anything. Apparently, you're trying to exercise the jinx. <laughs> 16-ounce curls and... Uh, I think I do, uh, what's it called, pizza burpees? Something like that. We just shovel as many pizzas in the mouth at the same time. What is going on? I don't, I don't know. We had a show plan and we lost. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. I'm totally thrown off my head, you know. Why? Because Oakland lost. Oh. oh, God. Are you kidding me? To New York? New York? Why don't, we, why don't we stick what we know? I just know that the A's lost. You're right. So why don't we stick it? <laughs> okay, that's great.
here's what we do now. And uh, so, you know, this is probably – Nice segue, by the way. Did you learn that in, like, broadcasting college? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, the time I actually went to broadcasting college and used the bathroom, I learned a lot. That you walked through and saw that on the slide. The show knows for a fact that neither one of us has ever gone to any sort of broadcast education at all. Do they have such a thing? Yes, they do. Really? Yeah. You can go to school for this. People from like CNN and MSNBC. Seriously, I'm glad I've yeah. never gotten them. Well, no, most of them went to like and got like their liberal arts stuff, and then liberal. I get it. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Let's move on. Did you know uh, Ambassador at one point said he was on the hit list? Yeah, that was interesting. We got now. You see how this works. I do something, and then you say something, and then we discuss for like 15 minutes. And then we take a break and go, hold on. You said that. something. You say something. Stop it. I said yeah. I'm talking. <laughs> I have the talking stick. You didn't say anything, anything else. Off. Okay. I forgot what I saying. Hey, I read a report that uh, Ambassador Stevens said he was on the Al-Qaeda list. That's incredible. I didn't hear that. <laughs> what? Did they comment on that? <laughs> he did. No, so now if he was on an Al Qaeda hit list, and that's kind of weird how the spontaneous protest just kind of sprung up and he ended up getting killed, and then they carried his body to like go get help, but it looked like they're parading him around. Well, and this comes from the Atlantic Wire, where we get I'm getting this information is that after the firebombing in June um, and other threats, um, he was uh, worried about the assault on 9/11, and he passed along that information. Um, even though the White House up until, I think, today said that it was an opportunistic attack and that uh, it wasn't pre-planned and all that good stuff. And uh, he at some point even mentioned that he was on the uh, Al-Qaeda hit list. Um, so that's a shock for, to nobody. Um, it's sad, again, that we had intelligence and we didn't use it. Um, we beef up security, even though it was 9-11 coming around. I don't know if they figured that he'd done so much to help the Libyan people during their revolution that it wouldn't happen or whatever. Um, but he had, well, I think, five personal bodyguards at the time of the attack. Um, the two ex-Navy SEALs, I've heard conflicting reports, but I don't believe they were on necessarily history detail, but working in the area out of the embassy you know, for intelligence gathering. And correct me if I'm wrong on that. So they were rushing back from what I heard that I said last week to a uh, their assists, or they got one to the attack. Uh, that's when they were slain. So it's just ridiculous that contrary to the White House said immediately that this whole attack was over this damn video that we all know, knew a week ago was BS. We were saying that. Yes, we did, and we also did a show. They've been killing us and saving our people for. Uh, and last week you gave us a history uh, dating back to what 1780s. 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 I hope. The uh, Muslim extremists have been attacking Americans and even enslaving them. Terrorists. Terrorists. And it wasn't until... For reparations last week. Well, I did, because of uh, Americans being enslaved, so I think that we should get reparations. You know, Obama and, and the Justice Department and, and the in a world court thing, so why don't they go out to the national court and let's get reparations to the American people? Well, you know... And some of us are not here when that was going on. And they had us in Europe and were enslaving Europeans. So I 
corporations from the Muslim world. Yeah, well, I can't disagree with you there. Um, it's never going to happen. But you also know that... Um, well, no, because we keep giving them money. Everything they want, yeah. We keep giving them all the money in the world. Funny thing is you have released a report that we saying there are condemning the anti-Islamic movement and the uh, French magazine that released some uh, pictures of the Prophet Muhammad. Oh, that's good. So they're condemning um, our, our free speech yeah. and France's – I don't know if they have free speech or not, but they should. And I think they technically do. Not the attacks, right? Right. Well, yeah, because why would the U.N. condemn the right, attacks on the murder of four United States diplomats? In their opinion. People are right about the U.N., but I think 8% of the – maybe even higher of the uh, countries of all we hate our country. I am again calling for the United States to kick the U.S. out of New York and to stop all funding to the U.N. I think that that building would make an amazing VA hospital. I think that building would make an outstanding headquarters for Skyhead's Radio. <laughs> I don't know if we can afford the rent. Yeah, just give it to us. Okay. And it's like they're giving it to the U.N. Well, you know, and they're pretty much – this administration is all about giving away everything anyhow, so why shouldn't they just give it to us? We're, we're needy. Look at me, nobody is more needy than we are. <laughs> we we need better show. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until yesterday, that White House Press Secretary, Jay Carney, I love that guy. Uh, he's such a condescending little weasel. I love to do an interview with him. I couldn't sit in the room with him for that long. I couldn't. Why not? I would just stare at him with those stupid hipster goggles that he wears. Right. And, and, and the first time he got condescending, just grab him by the... See, that would be my fear, is that I wouldn't be able to... You know, I'm pretty good at controlling myself. I'm afraid that I would not be able to control myself. With him. You know, you're not a violent person, I though. I am not. You would, but you would talk harshly at him. I would scream at him. And the best part is he wouldn't be able to understand me. I think the press corps lets him get away with a lot of stuff. Just uh, He's so condescending... Anytime he gets any little question that he doesn't like or that he – and a, a lot of times the press doesn't go away with it. Once in a while, they'll hold him accountable. Yeah, and we're going to play in a little bit uh, from Bill Plant of uh, CBS kind of back at him. You know, some other guys, Jake Tapper goes out occasionally a couple times. We've heard a couple clips in the past of – It's not often. But it's not enough. He's allowed to just skate through, and nobody even tries to question him on it. Anybody where he just like finishes what he has to say and moves on, and be like, "Well, we're not talking about that." He's just, you know, he's just yeah. Hey, hey, dirtbag, you work for us. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, I but you represent the White House and the president who works for us. And the few reporters that are actually doing their job and trying to get the legitimate answers and not just swallowing the White House Kool Aid, um, they deserve responses. You know, I go back to the whole thing about. But uh, when they were talking about Jerusalem and the White House, you know, what the White House views as the capital of Israel, and he just kept trying to sidestep the woman's question. And even if you think she knows, you can't just say you know the answer to that because you don't want to answer it. You know, I thought you can. It's kind of like nanny nanny boo boo. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be the most transparent uh, White House to date, and there's absolutely zero transparency. Um, and he is the forefront of it. He changes information around whoever he wants and sees it however he wants until he gets back into a corner and everyone proves him otherwise. Okay, devil's advocate. That is his job. Right. But 
Well, well I just I disagree. That's I think I think that's what maybe the administration wants him to do. But his job should be to give the press right to give the press facts and to answer to the American through the media. No, I think that's a, a absolutely correct point. Is we pay his salary, we pay the president's salary, we elect a president. They work for us. Yes. Should not should that job not be to give us the facts and not the spin? It is except except for the case of national security. I, I can completely understand and support yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. And then say that hey. For in, in interest of national security, I'm unable to disclose that information. But like we said, he gets boom, and then he has to end it with a boom. Yeah, no, like you would do when you're my press secretary. Boom. Yeah. Just like that. That would be pretty damn funny. Would that be awesome? Yeah. Like, hey, um, I've answered that, but in the interest of national security, I'm unable to do so. Boom. Well, and then he's also gonna throw up two middle fingers as he walks back <laughs> out of the room. You know what I mean? Just like backs away from the podium. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I would pop a beer before I got off stage. You pop a beer before you got on stage? Well, I'd carry one up. And then you pop another one right. before so you got off stage. I'd pop one more, too. Right. I almost want to accent my appearance. And what better way to do it than to pop a beer? Well, because I know in the country all of a sudden, that's something, too. You know, it's like, it used to be cool for guys and gals even to hang around and have a couple beers. And it would be okay. And the press is trying to do it to look cool. But it, even on TV, they like you don't see it that often anymore. Remember Archie Bunker used to sit down on his shit? That's all he used to do is sit there and drink beer. Yeah. I think that needs him back more. I'm just saying all television shows need to work that into the plot a lot more. Drinking beer? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We, we, just, we just had a small explosion in the room. You know? <laughs> Paul Screener almost just – it looked like our head was getting to really blow off her shoulder. I think she lifted completely off her chair. Are you okay? Which is awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought you wanted to get in this. I thought you had some sort of something to bring up, but apparently not. Was that anger? Or... <laughs> so, uh, You're frustrated with Jay Carney also, aren't you? Yeah, you can see the look on her face. She was just... <laughs> If you could see it, you might. You just made her head explode, just so you know. Yeah, good job. If that happened, I would have to call it Jake Carney killed our call screen. <laughs> Wait, so was that in the tap? <laughs> hey, FBI, now that you're listening, we're glad you have me on the air. They've been listening all the time, anyways. Hello, cops. Please, if you want to call in, the number is 347 We'd love to hear your side of it. As they walk me away in handcuffs, not real cops, not smart ass. You're going to go to a real prison. Yeah, but you're a real accountant putting me there. I'm going to get a four-year degree suit. Hey, good job, huh? You know what, though, since the FBI, I'm sure they go through, like, a lot of training on how to be, like, a good street cop so that they can, like, no? I, I you don't think so? You don't think so? Okay, just seriously, every time you see a news story with those guys helping anybody, just look at them. Oh. Versus other videos you see of, like, real cops. Well, the problem is they can't put down the briefcase to help the person. They're all trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a five hundred dollar briefcase. Hey, I want to know where in the Constitution does it give the federal government the authority to have a law enforcement agent? 
That's interesting. Can you show me? No, because it's not in there. It's got to be there somewhere. I don't We have like 500 of them. How are they not there? I don't, I don't know. Why did you do the call screener? Kyle just left I think Jay tried to again. A friend of ours is helping screen calls. I think we ever get any. And we won't. We're fully off our game tonight. She unfortunately just had a leave. What did you do? I didn't do anything. You know what? I We're think. we get control back. We come back. Um, talk about More about the Middle East. We're going to talk way more about the Middle East. Back in a minute. Sackheads Radio. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have our friend Vanessa do our news briefs. If you like her news briefs, uh, she is a voiceover talent. Check out Platinum Vocal Chords. Uh, she has over 15 years radio and voiceover experience. Graduated Northwestern State University with a liberal arts degree. Don't let that scare you, folks. She is a true stackhead. Please check her out. Again, that's PlatinumVocalCords.com. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at HomefrontHugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. HomefrontHugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to HomefrontHugs.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. Check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. If you want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis, that is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. Conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon... The Sackhead's Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint. I want to take this opportunity to thank all the wingnut leaders throughout the world to give our men and women of the armed forces a job, as well as all the anarchists, terrorists, and Occupy folks that give our men and women in uniform on the home front, firefighters, law enforcement personnel, and first responders, uh, job security here in the States as well. So thank all you wingnuts out there. This is Sackhead Clint saying have a good day. Three, two. I love how you still do the countdown. We discussed previously that it's completely unnecessary. Hey, so we have control of the show yet? No, why? Let's just check. Let me take another break. Good back. Three four seven two zero five nine three nine nine. I don't know how I have not committed that to memory yet, and I look every single time. And just so anybody knows who's listening to this on a download, once you download it, and by calling that number, you're not going to get us live anymore. I did that the other day. I listened to our show. I wanted to call them and chime in because I'm like, those guys are idiots. <laughs> I think I can play with this with you guys. I blow these guys up. Hey, so I read an article earlier this morning from uh, – Tomfollowing.com. Uh, like a lot of Tom's stuff. He's funny. Um, and he calls this one blame movie regarding the uh, White House blaming the movie uh, Innocence of Muslims. 
to the attacks in Libya, which we all know was BS when it came out, but they tried to spin it that way, and because God oh, I'm still trying to spin it that way. Yeah, I know. God forbid we upset that everyone's trying to. We can't just stand up for our freedoms. No, we just have to find a way to get around it. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton called it an act of terrorism. Jay Carney called the strike terrorism. Finally, yes, is still. Yeah, he has a campaign to run. What part of that don't you get? He needs to get reelected. I, you know, I'm sorry. Because he has, there's been a message transmitted to Vladimir that he has to become, uh, be good with it. Okay. He has to live up to his end of the bargain. Hang on a second. What? Well, that brings up an interesting point. Why has not addressed the nation issue? Well, because he has nothing to like stand on. Well, he's got two legs, let's see. He is not coming out and addressing the nation. But even if it's, it's Ronald Reagan in in when he came out and he addressed America. Yeah. That's and and I would like to see Obama come out and address the nation and basically re- reassure the American people, let the American people know that America is not going to stand for having its embassies and its dignitaries' embassies attacked. Americans come under attack and be subjected to these acts of terror. Yeah, but you want a president. I do. I don't think that's unreasonable. And if, if, I don't think it's unreasonable either, but I think the reality is... And if this president will not do so, I think Romney should come out. Hey, look, he's, he's interviewing for a job. Romney is interviewing for the presidency. Yeah. And what, buy some airtime on TV, come out, and... That's the American people. Hey, we're all going through tough times. Uh, everybody's uneasy with, with what's going on in the Middle East. We have uh, terrorist, terrorism uh, happening against our sovereign uh, embassies, against our people, and we're not going to stand for this. And we need to come together with America. You know what? There's nothing wrong with him doing that. He, he is interviewing with his job in the presidency. Obama is not leading on this issue. His, his policies uh, with the Middle East have enabled all these things to occur. And absent any voice from from here, whether with him or not, he is our president. He should be addressing this issue with the American people, and he's failing to so. But again, you're expecting a leader, um, and we have a community organizer. He, Lawyer. It doesn't matter who he is or what he did before. I mean, it does matter, but the fact is, right now, he's the president of the United States, and he needs to conduct himself as such. And and I'll tell you, if he came, if he were to have done that this week, right. I would be one of the first people in line, just like when he uh, when when Ben killed, to say, you know what? I disagree with this place. I disagree with this and this. However, right he made the right choice. He came up and he took the lead as as uh, as except up to his role in this country and address the American people. No, I agree with you, and I would actually give him credit. But it didn't happen because I think he knows this is going to be a can of worms that he doesn't want to open. I think as it's starting to come out now, there were war signs, there were probably communiques that were intercepted. They knew it was coming, and they did nothing about it. And now, I, you know, the, the most awful thing that could have happened did happen. Americans, including uh, Ambassador Stevens, 
um, is on he, their lives. Do you think, I think he doesn't want to face that fact. I mean, let's face it. It's been four years of him not wanting to face certain facts. Well, House Services Committee Chairman Buck McKeon, he's a Republican in California. Yes. He told Fox News that he thinks it looks like the president is purposely misleading the American people. And I have a quote here. Again, this is uh, from Fox News. Again, House Armed Services Committee Chairman Bob McCain, Republican out of California, this is a quote. You hate to think that the president will purposely mislead the American people, but it sure looks like it to me. Is the president purposely misleading the people by not telling them the truth of what happened? And if he is, is he doing it because he knows his foreign policy, especially in that region, in that region has failed, and it's going to be a huge can of worms for him for his re-election in a, in a, in a campaign that's extremely close. You did, but I'm tying it back to what I was talking about. Tying it all together for us, kind of a big deal. Just follow me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So it, it fits. If he is misleading the American people because he's a bunch of idiots, in order to avoid this issue in a re-election campaign, that's a, that's a problem. I'm sure. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's a ginormous problem that needs to be dealt with and needs to be exposed. And like I think there's starting to be more news agencies calling them out on this. Because it's just too, you know, it's the uh, elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. Hey, not the Republican. Not the Republican. Um, and not the ace elephant. And not the ace elephant. And I think as time goes on, I'm going to find out more and more, like I said. And it is completely political right now. He knows that if this hits, that his policies have failed that everything he said for the last two years, especially leading into this election, all the quote-unquote work that's been done in the Middle East and blah, 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 would come back to bite him. And I think once people realize that he's been doing this a long time, and I think only now more people are starting to see, he alters the fest, or as I like to call it, he alters his reality to match what he wants it to be. Well, I think that... He doesn't want to come out and say it again because he doesn't want to shed more light on the fact that policies are failed. But he had an interview with, with Univision, Univision. Did I say that correct? Yeah, I think you're right on. Where he he would say whether Al Qaeda Al Qaeda would be involved in this attack or not. All he would say is the matter is still under investigation. Right, and that's great, except for the fact that. Al Qaeda was involved. Right, and we have evidence for that, and we've had evidence for that, and he knew it. Again. Uh, it, almost a little scary at what he tried to throw out and what a people swallow without an issue because there are people out there that just turn around and swallow everything he says is gospel. And people are just starting to realize it. I think this is going to hurt politically. I think as time progresses and he knew more than he let on and Hillary knew more than he let on and uh, he gets sick in the top. I'll tell you right now, the outcome of this investigation officially, you and I both know we won't say anything until after the election's over. Because that's their scam. He loves to do that. It's kind of the same thing that's going on with uh, the holder, uh, or a holder being held in contempt. Nothing's going to be done until after the election. And it's also the same thing. I mean, in this way, he's kind of using, I'm sure he say a lot of the reasons why he didn't talk about this sooner, or what he did talk about, was based on national security. Well, well, due to national security and the investigation, I couldn't talk about blah, 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 blah. Right. Same thing he's kind of do, he kind of did with Holder when he uh, invoked uh, executive privilege. It's his, he just doesn't like to tell the truth. It's, all right, he doesn't like to tell the whole truth. He likes to tell half-truths. Um, it's funny how 
he didn't even want to admit that it was a possibility that terrorism was involved in this. Of course not. He wanted to blame this video to, to shield him, himself. Right. You know, you have the, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Susan Rice, who comes out and says, oh, no, the attacks were spontaneous, the trigger by protests in Cairo. But there were sources, and Fox News has reported on this, also said that there were no major protests in Benghazi prior to the attack. So that would be in conflict with what she's saying or what her thesis is that this strike is part of some big demonstration that's happened that's been out of control. Right, and it's continuing to spin out of control. There's anti-American movements all over the Middle East, Pakistan, I think Tisha, I mean, you name it, you name one of those countries over there, and it seems like there's some sort of um, protest going on. Again, there are people that hate for our freedoms, you know, and I brought this up earlier this week. I said, you know, when the movie Passion of the Christ came out, do you remember that? Christian? Yeah. Yeah. And... Remember when all the Christians rallied and they killed all the everybody? Well, no, I'm not and they and they they attacked everybody. Say that. Did no, happen. remember it did happen. Oh no, it didn't. Did it? Say that did happen though. Okay. Um, would at the time I believe President Bush was the president, but would that have led to the president immediately blaming the video? I don't think that would have happened. I mean, it's hard to say he's not anymore. It was a completely offensive to the Christians. Um, there was a lot into it that. Uh, made Jesus Christ out to be uh, kind of like what this video did. It was just a lot of um, horrible things that they made him out to be. People didn't. People got upset. Different cultures. Different yeah. cultures. Look, you, you, have, you have. It was an anti-Christian movie. Yeah. Christians don't. They're not going to come out and protest and burn the city down and attack people that have differing views for the most part. No, you don't have an extremist in every religion. I don't care. Right, but you don't have mass protests in the United States where we're going to go attack say, the Passion of the Christ. But you know, they didn't, nobody went down and stormed Hollywood and burned down movie sets and well, killed producers. Christian countries out there, um, and actually, I, I'm a country. I know there's a country in the Middle East that actually has a fairly Christian population, considering it's the Middle East. I don't remember the American embassies being attacked. I don't remember um, the White House calling for the filmmaker to be investigated, calling for the film producer to pull it from the theaters. None of that stuff. No. And well, that's because this is not anti-Muslim. It was anti-Christian. You can denigrate Christians. I know all you want. But not anybody else. And, and this is, like I said, for me, I'm not a religious all that much. You know, I have like, uh, a few religious beliefs, but I, I don't go to church and all that. And I still, yeah, it's outrageous some of the stuff that was in it, but then not a reason to kill anybody. You know, let's get back. Opinion is not a reason. To kill let's get back to this Ben the Moves article that you brought brought up before because there's some good points in that article that I think you should bring up. Um, especially since we're talking about blaming films and filters and how. That's why I was trying to name it the Passion of the Christ. And that's why I'm just bringing it right back. Right. What is? Come on, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. To start. There's so much in here that I really want to talk about, but so Bill Maher. All right. If I told you that it was that an anti-Islamic filmmaker donated to the Obama campaign and the Obama campaign accepted it, would you be outraged? Oh, of course. And why? Because it's uh, movies are horrible. Right. So 
because if, if someone has that position right. and they had something that controversial, whether it's anti-Christian, anti-Muslim, whatever, mm-hmm. why would a president want to take donations or be tied or associated with that person? But the left wouldn't make anything like that, would they? Uh, they, they would, I could see them making an anti-Christian movie, but they wouldn't have an anti-Islam element to it, would they? Them as a whole? I don't think so. However, one of them who's actually highly revered on the left and everybody loves him because he's just so damn funny, another guy who, honestly, if for some reason he disappeared off the face of the earth tomorrow, I would not even think twice about it. Hey, don't worry, you're with me the whole time. I'm looking at you. Your friend Bill Maher, um, and I know you guys have drinks often. Oh, yeah, all, all time. Just threw something across the board, incidentally. Sorry about that. He made a documentary. He aimed it right ahead. Seriously? Bill Maher makes me that upset. I, I know. Uh, he made a documentary called Religious. <laughs> I couldn't say it. So. That's ridiculous. Um, and it's famous for mocking Christianity in a major way. Um, but I think what a lot of people overlook, and there was some, I remember there was some reasonable outrage to that. The reason why people were upset about it, but they voiced an intelligent manner and didn't write or blow anything up or kill an ambassador or anything like that. Um, but what a lot of people seem to forget when he made that film is that the last 20 minutes, um, there's a severe case against Islam as a whole, too. Um, now, when did this film come out, do you know? I want to say it was two and a half, three years ago. Okay, so I'm sure and I'm sure we can look and find the video. I'm sure the Obama administration came out immediately and immediately disavowed that also, right? Right. I'm sure it happened. And again, this is... Uh, I'm sure the Middle East caught because of that last 20-minute segment. And they started killing Americans? Did that happen? No, it didn't happen for some strange reason. Huh. And as we all know, Bill Maher, a huge Obama supporter, he's a huge progressive leftist. He absolutely does everything he can to denounce the right independence, anything like that. Anyone who doesn't agree with him in Obama, he immediately just destroys a Tea Party. He pretty much called them a bunch of lunatics. Like It goes on and on. So here's this pillar of the left who made an anti-Islam movie. I don't remember anybody calling for it to be pulled uh, from the independent theater, so that might have went right to VHS. We still use VHS, right? I think it went straight to beta. Yeah. <laughs> or like Twitter did. Straight to 8 millimeter. And, uh, yeah, it went, it went really, <laughs> right. And the soundtrack was on AX, so it was a huge hit. But, oh, you know, Bill Maher donated to a super PAC. He didn't donate directly to Obama. Come on. We all know what's going on there. Um, no, no, we don't. <laughs> Really, the Super PAC don't... No, it's not. It came out in 2008. All right, 2008. That was close. So Obama wasn't... Oh, yeah, no, he was, he was there. No, he was... Yeah, he was already there. Yeah, no, never mind. It was fine. Nobody cared about it. Um, I didn't care about it, that's for sure. But it just frustrates me that he gets the pass on that. Now, where is everybody calling for Bill Maher? You know, calling for Bill Maher to bounce his own movie. It's nowhere. I don't see it anywhere. It, it's ridiculous. And again, I don't agree with Bill Maher, but that was his right to explain. You know what? What if, and I'm just spitballing here, what if, what if the Islamic extremists showed the last 20 minutes of Bill Maher's movie? Yeah. And the, would, would the administration denounce it? I don't know. Well, and you're also, again, you're making the assumption that they actually saw the movie. The movie was released in June. The attacks happened last week. And... Uh, so, I don't 
I can't tell you how many of them saw it. Um, I don't think any of the protesters that showed up with uh, RPG, AK-47. Listen, that was a completely spontaneous event. I'm sure many people take RPGs and, and uh, AK-47s to spontaneous protests. Right. Um, it's like, hey, I'm going to go protest. I'm going to go grab my RPG and, and some rocket-propelled grenades to, to go in it. And this brought up a point that somebody else brought up on Twitter saying, hey, you know, a couple of the, I remember a couple of Tea Party protests, people showed up with their firearms. And I remember one guy that was specifically stopped on the news. He had it in a legal manner. The place they were having the protest didn't forbid it. He yeah. had all of his documentation. It was unloaded. It was unloaded. I, I, again, I'm not one who brings a gun to a protest, but it was his right to do it. So you can have that. So basically you're tying the Tea Party to the Muslim extremists who bring RPGs to, to – good job. No, what I'm tying – No, that's to, awesome. When I'm showing Great point. responsibility and the difference. Yeah. Um, and – the fact that the no, reason no. why we have the right to bear arms is because, for the most part, we are a responsible nation, and they were look and and when when they brought uh, yeah, their open carry to the what's that what huh huh what no, no, just go on make your point yeah okay I don't, I would hate to cut you off I wouldn't hate to cut you off because you just ramble way too much sometimes um, <laughs> you have a clip on our board called Clint's Rant Music. I, I really much. Really? <laughs> that, yes, that was one of the people bringing a gun to the protest. Look, they were also talking about was it when open carry was going through and, and a gun rights um, no, it was component because, yes, it because Second Amendment rights are under attack here in this country. That's the difference. Over in the Middle East, they bring weapons because they're going to go do bad things. Well, they also celebrate... Uh, and a lot of those protests by unloading a whole magazine into the sky. So, you know, I just wanted to make it different over there. I wanted to make it very clear to our listeners that we were not tying the people that brought guns to the Tea Party. Well, if anyone to the, I thought I articulated that no, I, I was using it. I didn't necessarily take it that way, but I'm not the most intelligent person out there. I was so I wanted to clarify that. Then. I was saying that Please extrapolate. Country, we're able that somebody was able to do it in a responsible manner, and they did it following the law, and nobody got hurt, and there was no outrage by the protesters. There was no outrage by anyone except for the extreme left that are against gun rights anyhow in the mainstream media that, oh, my God, this guy brought a firearm to a protest. Well, and, he did it in a completely legal, responsible manner. Well, not they were doing it because, because they were exercising their gun rights right. because that is an issue that is a hot topic so, in this country. That's kind of what I was getting at. Okay. If you felt that I did not articulate. And I knew what you were trying to say because I know you and your views. But I'd hate to have somebody out there. And I talk different. That doesn't. You speak a completely different language. <laughs> they say things like car and whatnot. You speak Bostonian. So if you want to read the whole article, it's on TomOhalloran.com. I thought it was a good article um, that shows that it's, uh, you know, it's not just this one movie that's ever insulted anyone in Islam, but for some reason, um, they're saying that this one caused the attack, which we know now is false. Uh, but I also wanted to show a different side of it that a. Big liberal pillar can show an anti-Islamist movement, move me and uh, movie rather. What the hell is wrong with my mouth tonight? And I don't know. It looks great. Nothing comes about. So now I guess we'll get to the meats and potatoes. You want to take a break? We're coming up on the hour. Yes. All right. So are we coming up on the hour? We're coming up. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Well, this, we'll take a break. Right now we'll talk about the White House's change in stance on what happened in the Middle East. And if you have your points that you want to make, you can call 9399 uh, Facebook, um, Facebook chat. I'm going to do that. It's uh, I'm still in a break. I'll see you in a minute. 
There's the mute button. And we're back. So I can't three four seven two zero five nine three nine nine. I'm just I'm telling you, dude, this early time really screws me up. I don't know why I'm better late. We're back to our regular time this week. Thank goodness, because yeah. I don't know if you're doing this. Seven o'clock at night is too early in the morning for me. So the White House on what these attacks were. And I'm going to play my original statement on attacks. Uh, I just want to play the uh, president's statement last week. So I'm going to play that right here. It is. That the anniversary of 9-11 would be a time that you would want to have extra security around diplomats and military posts? Well, as you know, there, we uh, are very uh, vigilant around uh, anniversaries like 9-11. The president has always uh, briefed and brought us to speed on all the uh, precautions being taken, but let's be clear. But 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 being very vigilant are different things. Jay, let's be clear. This these protests were in reaction to a video that had spread to the region. Uh, what happened? We, we certainly don't know. We don't know otherwise. Uh, you know, we have no uh, information to suggest that it was a pre-planned uh, attack. Uh, the unrest we've seen around the region has been in reaction to uh, a video that um, Muslims, many Muslims, find offensive. And while the violence is uh, reprehensible and unjustified, uh, it is not a reaction to the 9-11 anniversary that we know of or to uh, U.S. policy. But despite the fact that Al-Qaeda uh, said numerous times they're going to attack us again, that there's been reports in the past that they're going to try again on 9-11, there is no way that these attacks could have been tied, and this is last week's statements, could have been tied to that. It had to be the release of this movie that came out two months after these attacks. And I love the fact, and I said this last week, how he could be sure it's due to the movie, but completely denounced that it could be attached to anything else. Right. And, and again, it shows what a little weasel he is and how he loves things. So one thing's 100%. It's definitely about these movies, um, this movie, but it's about the attacks. You know, did you know that um, the State Department put out a video and ran it on Pakistani TV using tax dollars where Obama and Hillary apologized for this video? Yeah. So they're essentially apologizing for America's freedom of speech. I did catch that. I don't know. Listen. I understand. Think, think about that. I understand if they're sitting around there like, hey, we're going to kind of find a way to smooth things over. All right, well, instead of apologizing for freedom of speech, why don't you, you know, show people who may not know, and there have to be people out there that don't understand, we covered this this week, that we have freedom of speech and say, hey, you know what? It's not the stance of the American people. It's the stance of that person who has that freedom of speech and that right to have that opinion, and we defend that opinion, uh, that freedom forever. We don't necessarily agree with the movie, but that's not the American people. That you know what I mean. You can. I know Why do you need to say anything at all? I. It, it's. I agree. Look, with they have been attacking us for hundreds of years. I understand that. A video. I'm saying that tax terrorists is not going to smooth that over with these people. No, I know, but you know this administration. We have to apologize about everybody. So. I understand looking through their eyes why they did it, because that's the MO of this administration will apologize to everybody. But they even with that, even using that tactic that they love to do to make everybody try to love us even though they hate us, they could have done it without jamming up our freedom. 
Now, would you then support? I want to make sure I'm understanding you. Would you no. support using taxpayer money no, to make no, a video no. and putting it over there saying? I'm looking through their eyes to have my progressive liberal hat on. And I'm saying we have to make everybody love us again. I have an idea. Why don't we put out a movie in the Middle East? Uh, a commercial, rather, in Pakistan. And, um, and talk about the freedoms of America. In the Middle East, it hasn't worked out well for us, apparently. No. Um, and talk about it. But I can't get so progressive to, in my mind. Like, I just can't turn that on to try to be understanding of them, to say we need to apologize for our freedom of speech. So I'm trying I, see, I can't even wrap my head around putting a, a, a stinking movie up. First of all, you're using taxpayer dollars to do it. They're getting enough of our uh, stinking money. Maybe you put a movie out saying that. Hey, those of you destroying our embassy, you know how much money we get, and we're not going to stop. Congratulations. Way to screw it up for your government. We should have done. We pretty much what they do with a lot of their policies anyhow is put a pallet of them on camera, pour gasoline on it, light a fire, and so you just did that. That was all your money in the couple of years that we were going to give to you, but now it's gone. Yeah, I'm not going to save it and spend it, because why would we do that? <laughs> no, Who's going to burn it out of spite? total sense. Right. Um, Look, I, I disagree that money gets used to, to send it out anyway, so I can't even go to the place where you went, which is weird, because you actually put on kind of the, the uh, opposite uh, play devil's advocate yeah, for a second. Your enemy, you have to kind of... I, I can't even wrap my head around spending taxpayers' money to put people out, even explaining ourselves to them. Have you seen the list of stupid things we pay taxpayer money on? It doesn't shock me is what I'm saying. It it's doesn't. But, but when you start having an American president and a secretary of state. Apologizing for our freedoms? Yes, essentially. I don't disagree. It's ridiculous. What I was doing is saying I understand by putting on – if I'm trying to get everybody to love me no matter what, and it's this weird need to be liked by everyone that we have uh, in this administration. Notice the blood shooting out of my eyes right I now. I, you're furious, but I like to try to get into their heads so I know why and why they say things so I can have some sort of counteraction for it. So do you agree with it? No, I totally Well, then why are you defending it? I'm not defending it. You're justifying it. I, I am showing – no, I'm not justifying it. I'm showing you – So then condemn it. Why they did condemn it. it. I'm condemning it. Okay, good. I'm just trying to – <laughs> I hate when you do this to me. You know I was not supporting it. You sounded to me. You were being understanding understanding of why they did it. You were sympathizing. You were a sympathizer. I was stepping into their shoes again. Sympathizing. Just like Obama does with the terrorists. You have to know your enemy. You have to know what they're going to do. I know what they did. I know what they did, too. And I know why they're doing it because they have this weird need. It all comes down to the U.N. I guarantee you, it has this weird need to look good in the eyes of the U.N. For whatever reason, we're so concerned about those pigs, all of them, and that's why they do it. It's one of their tactics to get everyone to love us. They love that whole idea of the new world order where the U.N. runs everything. Courts, world governments, they love that idea. So in order to make it look good to them and the people and the delegates from the U.N. What are you even talking about right now? Why they ran the movie. How do you spin a taxpayer-funded apology movie into a U.N. conspiracy world government theory? Because I love that about you. That was just so... They're trying to stop the attacks uh-huh. by getting everyone to love us. Because uh-huh. that works. Because that's worked. Because that's huh? worked. No, that's not worked. Uh-huh. That's not even a great tactic. I understand what they do. Oh. And they know there's a lot of countries in the Middle East that are in the U.N. And for whatever reason, 
they love the UN and they don't want the UN to be mad at us. So they put out these apology movies. I'm sure the UN called and said, hey, could you... I disagree. I think they put out apology movies because this administration genuinely believes that America is evil. I, you laugh. I disagree with I, that. I, I believe that's why they put this movie out. I don't believe that this president loves this country and thinks that this country is exceptional and is and the last bastion of freedom on earth. I don't I don't believe that. Yeah, I and, think he, and so I think he honestly believes we have too many freedoms. I look, that that's a whole other issue, but I think that he believes America has bad things. I believe this president is like rebuild all these countries and give them he doesn't look at it that way. I believe he, he sees it that way. He sees it as we have conquered lands. Um we have taken lands from the, the Native Americans, the Mexicans, the Hawaiians. I believe he looks at us as conquerors and occupiers. And so because of his what he believes America has done evil to all these different – he does support occupy movements, but he doesn't like our country. And so he feels the need to go out and make these condemning basic American core values in essence. I mean, he's condemning, you know, the movie. But he's condemning something that, that somebody did experts on their whatever it is. That's an issue. Yeah, huge issue. I believe that's why he did it. I don't believe he's necessarily pandering to the UN. I think it's deeper than that on a personal level. Okay, look, when he became president, he, re- he returned the bus. Of uh, uh, to England, of um, of who? I don't remember either. Winston Churchill. Thank you. No, thank you. He returns the bust of Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill was look. He was a a, a, a colonial. Right. Okay. Why would he do that? Closest ally. You just look at the things he's done, how he's treated our traditional allies, especially giving a bust of Winston Churchill back to the English. Yeah. That was led to our biggest divide with Israel. Well, let me rephrase that. This administration's biggest divide with Israel, and they can say everything's great, all they want, that there's no problems with it, but he said to a meeting with Netanyahu in New York last week, something's going to tell you something's wrong there. You know what I mean? And well, yeah, didn't he have a show to do with something? All these countries that have attacked Israel, one of our closest allies, and tries to make good with them for something that we don't owe anything to. If anything, they owe us for all the money that we've thrown at them. And he just apologizes, apologizes, apologizes. And it pisses Israel off. I'm sure it pisses a few other allies off, and it pisses me off. He helped take down uh, the the ship in Egypt when they were our closest allies, obviously, in that region. They kept a lot of things in check in the least for us. Well, they, they worked with Israel. They had a relationship with uh, absolutely no other country in the Middle East. Absolutely. And, and American interests as a result of the Middle East is more stable. Yeah, absolutely. This administration sort of an ending of that, this Arab thing, and now look what we have. The Middle East is on fire. Like, literally, literally. 
and, and what else do we have going on in the world? I mean, if you look at what China is doing now, I mean, okay, I'm going to throw China in this. If you look at what China is doing now, and the protests in China, um, Japan, yep. and, and the anti-Japanese being uh, harvested over in China right now, and those two countries have a history dating back what, thousands of years, and you can even look forward to World War II did, did to the Chinese. Absolutely. Uh, but you have China now, it seems like they're invading their population into this huge of of uh, nationalism. It looks like they're gonna they're gonna bait the people into going to war with Japan. Now that's scary. It's... So okay, who do we support? Japan's an ally, but China holds our debt. Uh oh. <laughs> you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. Well, you also don't want to. Well, now we have to support our NATO ally because that's a treaty. And what's China going to do? They're going to dump our currency. What happens then? Right. How do we deal with that? Now we're dealing with the Middle East. That's in complete chaos. We have still that wing that up in North Korea. Yeah, who's just itching to go. So we have we have the Korean the Korean uh, potential to go out there, and now we have what's going on in China. Yeah. It's. I'm sorry. This this uh, administration's foreign policy has put us in. Sake. And what kills me is how close this this race is between Obama and Romney, at least according to all the polls. It's frustrating. Are people not paying attention to what's going on in the world and the harm? That, I don't care the side of the aisle you want. I, if this was a Republican doing this, I was saying exactly thing. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not sentimental. That's your rant music. No, that's my that's my mellow. I need to be soft music. Right. Keep going. I'm done. I agree. People aren't paying attention. The polls show. Um, and I know you had a couple poll numbers up earlier. Well, I was I was looking at uh, Rasmussen, Rasmussen reports, and according to the whole college map, they have uh, right now the, the likely um, electoral count to be 237 Obama, 196 Romney, with 105 being in the toss-up column. With 178 electoral votes that they consider safe for Romney, three more considered likely Romney, and 15 more that lean Romney. They have two not safe Obama, 21 likely Obama, 16 that lean Obama, again with 105 toss-up. Um, the toss-up states being Colorado, Florida, uh, Missouri, New Hampshire, Nevada, Ohio, Virginia, Wisconsin, and I uh, believe Indiana. Well, that answers your question. People aren't paying attention. You know, and polls are not always 100%. And all the states only Missouri went uh, Republican. Yeah. But I think that shows you, too, that this – Interesting to see in about two weeks because I think this his little bump. That he Iowa, got, not Indiana. I apologize. Um, the bump that he got after the DNC and the polls has kind of gone away, and I wonder in two weeks when more information comes out in this attack, I think his numbers are going to go down even more. Uh, Obama. We'll, we'll see, man. The media is giving him a pass on everything. I wanted to clarify something. Indiana is considered safe. Wrong. It's Iowa. Okay. That that's considered a toss-up. I apologize. But to get back to your original point. Yeah. We, his policies have created a lot of havoc, in the, and the um, things in the Middle East now are starting to spread in countries in Africa, Muslim um, communities. You're talking North Africa? And so that's going to hurt 
any any sort of uh, relationship that we have there. You know, it, it also and people forget this too. Part of the reason Israel's in a bad place is because they ally with us and people don't like us. I mean, they obviously there's uh, the differences between them and the, them and the Muslim nations, but there's the people that hate Israel just because they're ally with us. And I part of me wonders if that's not why he's driving a stake to a certain point of view and uh, making Israel out to be the great evil versus us, you know. And it just goes to show you that I'm petrified of what this guy is going to do with the next four years if he's unchecked. It's scary. You're not going to recognize this tree. I mean, you're not. You don't, in some ways. you don't, but we're not to the point where it's, well, I don't think it's to the point where we can't fix it. Right. So the White House, and this is uh, from yesterday, the White House came out and called the Libyan assault a, uh, on our embassy a terrorist attack. No way to be in front of that one, White House. Yeah, way to be out in the front. But on the 19th, which told me, um, before they did that, here is Jay Carney and then on CS on what the attack was. Bill, still maintaining that there was no evidence of a pre-planned attack. How come... Bill, let me just repeat now. Uh, again, it, how is it based the on the information... RPGs, you know, uh, automatic weapons... Bill, uh, I know you've done a little bit of reading about Libya since the unrest that began under Gaddafi. The place is... Uh, has an abundance of weapons. No question about it. Do you expect uh, a street mob to come armed that way? There are, uh, unfortunately, many... Uh, bad actors uh, in that country, as there are throughout the region, the point, and yeah. they have—they're uh, very armed. I'm not. The, the point is, you can make suppositions about what happened. We prefer to have an investigation that looks very closely into what happened uh, and assembles the facts and, and presents them. Based on all I'm saying, how people on the ground have seen the fragments of the, the remains of the mortars and the heavy weapons that were used. We're, we've made clear that there was have, there were, that, that there were armed assailants uh, who use heavy weapons. We obviously haven't disputed that. And, and so This is just a random crowd that got together with their heavy weapons, got insulted by the film, and decided to go, you know... As I think I just said, there has certainly been precedent in the past where uh, bad actors, uh, extremists who are heavily armed in different countries and different regions of the world have taken advantage of and exploited uh, situations that have developed in order to either attack Westerners or Western assets or American or American assets. That is not planning to do it, don't you think? They might or they might not. All I can tell you is, based on the information we had at the time, uh, we have now, we do not yet have uh, indication that it was pre-planned or premeditated. There's an active investigation. If that active investigation produces facts that lead to a different conclusion, we will make clear that, that that's where the investigation has led. Uh, it's not, our interest is in finding out the facts of what happened, uh, not uh, taking uh, uh, what we've read in the newspaper and making bold assertions that we know what happened. Uh, we'd rather investigate it. But doesn't that seem likely? I, I, I think that's, that goes back to making presumptions about what happened and we'd rather investigate it. So, there's some bad actors that joined into the protest that showed up. Even though the protest wasn't pre-scheduled, they drove by and said, hey, there's a bunch of people protesting the embassies. Let's run home, grab our RPGs, and uh, 
Yeah, it didn't happen. Do you, you know? Do you know Jay Carney's background? No, actually, I know that he is um, lives in his mom's basement. He's mid forties, plays World of Warcraft, and um, specializes in uh, miniature model painting and Dungeons and Dragons. Am I close? No. Oh damn it! Did you know he was the Washington bureau chief for Time Magazine? You know that completely uh, independent and well-versed. Not at all jaded. Yeah. Uh, he had a bachelor's degree in Russian and Eastern European studies from Yale. Shocking. Yeah. And then he was the Times Moscow. Uh, he was a correspondent in Times Moscow Bureau for three years while it covered the collapse of the USSR. Are you shocked? No. Neither am I. I, I love, again, that during his little speech there, and this is from two days ago, that he completely just bad actors. How about calling them terrorists? And how about saying that, um, you know, maybe even if he had said, hey, they staged a protest to give them an opportunity to launch a terrorist attack, I could say, all right, so like some people that were unknowing together and say, hey, we're going to go in front of the enemy. Right, and and cover us while we're going to go. And, and then kill some Americans. They had a secondary plan. He can't even admit that. And this is just. You know what? I want to hear him say, "When president, scumbag." When I'm president and you're my press secretary, this is what I want you to say. If this, if anything, God forbid, like this ever happens, um, when I'm in office, here's what I want you to say. I want you to come out and be like, "We're pulling all of our assets out of the Middle East because we are immediately starting a, cop, a carpet bombing campaign, effective um, 30 seconds ago." <laughs> the problem is that we're going to build one big parking lot. In the Middle East. And again, this isn't everybody in the Middle East, but they're, Al-Qaeda is still active. And even though the president likes to swear to God that Al-Qaeda is on their last... He doesn't swear to God. He doesn't... Uh, I know. I'm just I know. kidding. I don't know. But, you know, he swears they're on their last leg, and, you know, they can barely function. They have no money. Apparently, they can. They can. Yeah, they can barely function to the tune to the that they can coordinate in several countries' uh, attacks on American assets. Yeah, all at once. All at once. Well, it sounds like a completely defunct organization to me. I'm not worried about here, folks. Anybody want any cake? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just complete ignorance of what's going on. And the fact that drives me crazy, he won't, He calls them bad actors. These are the people that killed our ambassador and three other people. Are you going to call them actors? Really, you scummy little douchebag? Call them what they are. They're friggin' murderers. Yeah, they're and terrorists. okay. They call them what they really are. I call him a weasel. I call him a douchebag because that's what he is. I have the freedom of speech to do that, and I'm willing to use it. God, he just gets me so pissed off. Hey, Jay, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. The phone number is 347. We'd have a small, candid conversation. We'd be completely respectful. And, And, again... It kills me that he can't even articulate who is at fault. And as of today, I don't even think the FBI investigators in Libya have gone to the actual consulate yet. However, as of yesterday, they did call the Libya. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say FBI? Yeah. So they're treating this like a law enforcement matter? Yeah, for some reason. It's and, a military and, matter? Yeah. I'm sure that, well, there's been 50 arrests according to the Libyan government. The Libyans are calling a terrorist. The Libyan government is there. So... Well, I would hope the Libyan government is there. <laughs> sort of. They check in from time to time. So they're treating this as a – so they're not even take, treating this as a military matter. They're treating it as a law enforcement matter. Yeah. So does that mean that they're going to proceed with trials? Are they – I mean, what – Well, 
I know that the FBI I, I, I that as an act of war. has shown up in other places of bombings and attacks just because their uh, uh, equipment, and that's the whole reason they have them. Is the military has bomb teams and bomb investigation teams. That, but I think they're supposed to be, um, or they have been in the past, more of uh, evidence technicians versus actual enforcement. So why are you why are you sending evidence collection in? That's my point. No, I. Why are you collecting evidence unless I mean? So maybe you're gonna. They're not treating this as an act of war. No, maybe they should be. I agree. That I they believe they should. I think we've been in a war um, with the uh, Al Qaeda since what 2001. Yeah, and the governments haven't. Has the Egyptian government even denounced this yet? I haven't seen that. I know. Um, uh, I know they didn't in the first couple of days. No, and why would they now? It's the Egyptian government. They they don't care anymore. Because they used to be our friend. Oh yeah, Arab Spring. Uh, Never mind anymore. Right. So yeah, the F, uh, the FBI is going over there. Yeah, I'm sure instead of getting a military tribunal out of this or an attack or a counterattack, we're going to probably end up trying to extradite to the U.S. Yeah, they're probably going to do that. And he can't send the Guantanamo. He closed that. No, he didn't. Oh, who said he was going? Ridiculous. We come back. We'll take calls. Are any three four seven two zero five nine three nine nine? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to pick up in Libya. Well, we won't be in Libya, but our topic will be when we come back. We have something. We're going to chime in. Sackheads Radio. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have our friend Vanessa do our news briefs. If you like her news briefs, as uh, she is a voiceover talent, check out Platinum Vocal Chords. Uh, she has over 15 years radio and voiceover experience. Graduated Northwestern State University with a liberal arts degree. Don't let that scare you, folks. She is a true Sackhead. Please check her out. Again, that's PlatinumVocalChords.com. Thank you. Hey, guys. It's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at HomefrontHugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. HomefrontHugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to HomefrontHugs.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. Check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. You want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis? That is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. Conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon... The Sackheads Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint. I want to take this opportunity to thank all the wingnut leaders throughout the world to give our men and women of the armed forces a job, as well as all the anarchists, terrorists, and Occupy folks that give our men and women in uniform on the home front, firefighters, law enforcement personnel, and first responders, uh, job security here in the States as well. So thank all you wingnuts out there. This is Sackhead Clint saying have a good day. Three, two. I love how you still do the countdown. We discussed previously that it's completely unnecessary. <laughs> 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 
seriously, he's just got one of those one of those faces that you know how some people just have that face that you just want to freaking punch like right in the mouth. He's just the biggest douchebag in the world. And I mean, Jay Carney, dude, the same guy we've been talking about for the last seriously few minutes. Okay, about a minute now. I was wondering, I come back, I'm like, okay, hey, why is my soundboard down? This is weird. But And then I decided to start talking, and yeah, thanks for that. I am, Sean. This is you realize you just totally torpedoed my presidential election camp- campaign, right? Well, 2015 will not be a good election. Called somebody a douchebag. That's all right. He is a douchebag. It's whoever I'm running no against. Prob- I have no problem with politicians talking like that. Whoever I'm running against is going to play a loop of me saying, douchebag, douchebag, douchebag. <laughs> And you just smiling. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I did say that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah I said that. Okay. Wait, wait, listen to the emphasis on this one. Yeah, right there. That's my favorite. So with that, douche bag. Phone number is 347-205-9399. We are talking about the... Um, oh, we really are back. We really are back. I don't have idea. The White House actually finally coming out and admitting that it was a terrorist attack here in Libya uh, that killed some, uh, excuse me, Ambassador Stevens and three other work workers. Uh, we played the clip break of uh, Jay Carney talking about just from the 19th studio about how they're bad actors and that there was a protest and a few bad actors showed up and pretty much I, I loved it. He's, at one point he says on the effect, well, you know how it is over there. No, Jay, tell us. No, no. How, tell us exactly how it is over there. It's a war-torn country where there's absolutely no control. People are so oppressed on one hand that they can't. And the people that have power and the weapons get to run crazy and do whatever they want. And they're completely, yeah, there's, there's no money no, going to the people. It, yeah. Remember, Jay, when you grew up over there and you were a little tyke running around in the Middle East? Up. Oh, no, you, you don't remember that? Okay. Could you just tell us what the president told you to tell us when you humped this like a piece of cheese, you little rat? <laughs> that, seriously, yeah. all we get out of you, we don't get any truth to facts. You just tell us whatever talking points want to come out. Uh, all right, I'm going to keep going on Jay Carney unless you stop me. I'm not going to stop you. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> well, the, the, I, I, I think that even mainstream a little bit is starting to take them to task over this. Uh, that was Bill Plant from CBS saying to him, hey, are you kidding me? You knew um, you know that there are weapons over there and all that stuff, but for them to show up at a protest and do a coordinated attack at the same time in Egypt, like what's going on? The, there was mortar rounds, blah, 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 blah. And he was saying, well, you know, there's bad actors. Um, and, and he just kept saying that. I'm going to haunt me in my sleep. Bad actors. They're murderers, you jerk. Sorry to keep repeating myself. By the way, I know when there's – I know when uh, Bob is in our room. Yeah. Is he here? There's immediately a disparaging remark about all the girls that pops up in the chat room. <laughs> so weekly shout-out to Bob, Sagittarian, everyone else in the chat room, the Colin. Lines are open. You can get to the wonderful Camille who screamed that call tonight. Um, yeah. yeah, look, I, I think I think it's we need to stop all uh, all aid to, to the Middle East. I mean, seriously, hey, go ahead, function without our money. Yeah, that's okay. okay. And, and I'm bringing that up. Uh, Sagittarian brought that up in our chat room, and uh, thank you. Hello. Um, she uh, she is also a, a, a listener of ours every week, and we appreciate that. Uh, we've said it before also, but what is Congress waiting for? Why do we still give money to that region when they hate us, when they attack us, they kill us? Uh, well, I, I don't get it. 
we're in enough financial trouble, and I think there's a government already um, to, to stop some of that funding. This administration will never sign it, nor will, will the Senate ever let it get to a floor vote right now unless unless the Democrats lose control of the Senate and Harry Reid can go. So they can't do their job, their constitutional duty, and pass a budget, but that's another talking point for another show. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous to me. The amount of money that we waste in this country that we could actually uh, hold on to and, uh, you know, pay off our debt or pay off our debt or uh, pay off our debt or pay off our debt. Instead, we just keep dumping money in these countries where we don't even know where it goes once we give it to them. But I can tell you where it's not going, to the infrastructure and all that stuff. You don't have no problem helping out the occasional country that needs it, that we're allies with. The countries that hate us, there's no reason to give them money. It's plain and simple. But again, the apologizer-in-chief, God forbid, we actually took a hard stance with them and withdrew and said, until you get your act together and you want to be an ally and you want to work like a friendly nation, we're not giving you a dollar. But what do I know? Um, just a moron with the uh, Yeah, pretty much. I want to see a bigger push in Congress for this. They have the purse strings, and I don't. I would like to see um, enough support in Congress to where they could override a presidential veto. veto excuse me, veto, and uh, turn turn the uh, the money off to the Middle East altogether. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen if we ever try to push for that is all the liberals that are trying to get reelected, and I'm sure even some conservatives to a certain point. Um, who don't want to upset their voting base will say no because they need the money and we're rebuilding nations and we're trying to help them out. And no, we're not. How, how long have we been giving them money? Just givers. Uh, I, how long can you rebuild a nation for? 40, 50, 60 years? I mean, we pretty much paid to rebuild Japan and they did pretty good after a short amount of time. Yeah. So there's a difference. There are countries that respond appropriately and then there are countries that just do whatever the hell they want with these countries. So I just at some point we have to absolutely control. Don't be afraid to deal with these countries harshly. Don't be afraid to say, "Hey, it's your people that are doing this." If you're going to allow this, we have to take a hard step. What do we spend? Two point three billion dollars, something like that, every year to Egypt. Yeah. One point three billion dollars. Yep. Doesn't that just seem like a excessive uh, amount of money? Yeah. And again, we kind of have this thing called a debt that we would like to resolve that we're not resolved. And uh, it's just like me. Hey, let's take a call. How's that? Fine. <laughs> Talk to uh, John Grant in Huntington Beach. John on the Outside Kids Radio. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good hey, John. How are you? Good. Just wanted to say hello, and uh, you know we've had a chance to mix it up a little bit on Twitter, and uh, wanted to wish you well and uh, check in with the show. It sounds great, and uh, we'll hang around the chat room and see what happens. I guess so. I appreciate it, John. Well, thank you very much. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, you know, I know you're guy on Twitter occasionally. I I think for better or for worse, you know, the Gwen Eiffel wing of the Democrat Party is in control here, and. Uh, as you're probably aware, Gwen Eiffel called what happened in the Middle East a dust-up. And, um, you know, 
Mitt, Mitt Romney is right. There is the 47% of the people who are going to listen to that, um, and whether it's an economic message or a foreign policy message, um, we're kind of stuck with that. So I don't know that you're going to be able to you know, move people off the dime um, in terms of voting or um, you know, any sort of loyalty to Obama, uh, because I, I think you know, probably between now and the election, we're locked in with a, a pretty stubborn base that that guy has, and and I think I think Romney's right. He's going to have to work in the middle, and it's not going to be people who are you know swayed by this whole uh, foreign policy thing. I, I think you know th- those voters have already been won over, so I, I'm not I'm not really sure how much traction this gets, except for you know those of us in, in talk radio and to you know. Pound the crap out of Jay Carney, which we love to do. Um, but um, you know, if I mean, it's okay. I mean, you know, you 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 can read the tweets as well as I can, and it just seems like there's some immovable objects. And and you know, unfortunately, uh, with a, a dead ambassador and, and three other dead Americans, um, you know, they don't care, and they've got a a pretty goddamn big, pardon my French, voting block that you know feels the same way. So uh, I I don't know. I, I wish I could. I wish I could feel optimistic that you could, you know, shave one or two percent off of of his his, his popularity or his his uh, voter turnout on this, but uh, I, I don't know. I, um, I just see the way that the the message and the dialogue is being controlled right now, and and unfortunately on the Republican side, you know, you've got guys like Bill Kristol who are demanding that you know Mitt Romney walk back this comment or that comment. You don't really see that on the left, and and despite all the you know asinine, audacious, crazy things that Obama says about you know redistribution or you can't change Washington from the inside, there's just there's nobody on his side that's really you know pulling people away, and and I, I think you know they understand what it takes to win, and sometimes we don't, and that's why you don't get any wavering on this Libya stuff from them, uh, even if they're caught in the lie. You know, there's there's going to be the, the the same people who are going to cover his ass come hell or high water um and, and and i think you know as as much as we hate that and as much as we you know as, as true believers resent that um you know these guys are in it to win it and and you know there's going to be nothing walked back when it comes to either economic messages or foreign policy and i think we've just got to kind of suck it up and move on and realize that that's where they're coming from on this and I think you hit it on the head when you said, look, they're, they're in it to win it, period, and, and they'll, they'll do it at all costs, whereas the conservative movement, it, we, we tend to be more principled. We tend to, to view things uh, through through the through the, the test of right as opposed to, are we just going to win? And I think that, that the, the Obama team has that filter. I also wonder, and I want to get your thoughts on this, do you think America has changed, and by America I mean the people, do you think our culture, our people, has changed to the point where, if if this were other administration, Romney would be winning by a landslide right now. But the thing going on in the Middle East and and all of the policies that that Obama has put into place um, there, it, it it wouldn't even be close. But people aren't aren't talking about that or like they're not they're not moving from that. So has have we as Americans? Changed to the point where hey, our country is in danger, literally, our our liberty is being threatened, quite literally, and we're not going to move from in order to protect that because we are just marching in lockstep this this ideology of Obama, or just see the D at the end of his name, and that's what we need to vote because. Our
a union says so or whatever it is. I, I guess the short answer is I believe the polls, which are predicated on the you know turnout models from 2008, as you know, are full of crap. And I'm looking at some of these which are oversampling Democrats by 10 percent or you know 12 percent. Um, that's just not the way it's going to end up in, in 2012, Jack, because you're already hearing them. There's a lot of people that I think were – um, you know, brought out of the woodwork to vote for Obama and, and really believe that there was going to be some change occurring that are either going to vote for Mitt Romney or they're going to stay home. I, I think the Democrats are going to have a, a horrific turnout problem. And you sort of see evidence of that in some of their rallies where, you know, they can't pack in more than a, a few dozen people um, in, in some pretty big markets. They had to change the whole agenda. Exactly. They could yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the Panthers can fill the stadium, but Barack Obama can't, and, and that's that's the way it is in 2012. Four years ago, it was a totally different story. So I, I, I sort of, you know, see those as the tea leaves, which say to me, you know, this guy really can't energize the voter base like he did four years ago. And, and I think he knows it, and I think he's just sort of, you know, scrapping and scraping for, for whoever he can. And, and, you know, when the harshest critic of the Obama administration is Univision, you know the the only media that stands up to the guy. I mean, it, it's no wonder that you know his popularity isn't slipping any lower than it is because you know he's got water carriers at, at every level of the mainstream media. Uh, you know, the L.A. Times is is sitting on that Khalidi tape, which I'm sure you guys are aware of. Um, you know, hundred thousand dollars or not, you know that thing's not going to come out of hiding. Um, no. and, and and if you look at just just the, you know. Horrific things that have to be done to, you know, keep this guy propped up. There, there's, there's no way that that they're going to be able to translate those into voters because I, I think, you know, people are starting to see the emperor has no clothes here. And and to be honest, you know, Mitt Romney was not my first choice. Um, I, I think, you know, a lot of independents, libertarians are going to sit on the sidelines here. I hate him for that because I think, you know, goal number one is to get rid of Barack Obama. Nothing else changes if he stays there. Um, on the other hand. Worse. Exactly. So, you know, there, there's there's a pet peeve, which, you know, we could spend another hour talking about is, you know, the libertarian <laughs> wing of the party. I mean, these guys have gotten a free these guys have gotten a free ride from Republicans. I'm talking about Ron Paul, you know, since he's been in Congress. So, you know, for them to come at this late juncture and say, well, there's some things you need to do to get the the Ron Paul voters bullshit. You know, the Ron Paul voters need to get behind the only candidate that can beat Barack Obama right now. Um, so anyway, that's that's my tangent on that. But um, well, you know, the, the, if you're Mitt Romney, how do you make that? How do you make that action right now? How, how think, do you get to I those voters? I think he is. You know, I, I think he is. And, and you know, he said today he doesn't need to reinvent his campaign. He doesn't need to resuscitate it, rehabilitate it, or, or anything. I think he's right about that. Um, I, I I just think we need you know the 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 the, the message from everybody else. To kind of you know swirl around that and make that happen, and, and that's why you know I just I smash my head against the wall when I hear, I'm sorry, you know I like him, the Rand Pauls who say, you know Mitt Romney would be doing better if he did this, or you know the Bill Crystals who are the usual suspects whenever you know Republican talking heads are are, are on the you know the Sunday talk shows, um, you know the re the reason Barack Obama is hanging out of what he has is because he doesn't have that on his side, you know he doesn't have detractors, he doesn't have somebody saying. Well, gosh, you know, uh, Barack Obama just went off message there. And again, the craziest stuff comes out of his mouth, be it, you know, redistribution or not being able to fix Washington on the inside. You know, th th there's nobody picking at his carcass like there is on the Republican side. And, and 
I, I just think there needs to be some unity here and there needs to be some focus and singularity of purpose, you know, which is to, to get Barack Obama, the, you know, the heck out of the White House. Um, and, well, and, you know, we, we can argue about Boehner or McConnell or, you know, whatever else the Congress and the Senate, you know, may or may not have the, the stones to do. But until that first step gets taken, you know, none of this other crap matters. I, I think that I, I thought the Republicans, I think that most people support Mitt Romney. I understand what you're saying about the detractors. And I think that that has to do more with, on, on, the, on the left, you have nobody's going to say anything negative about him because they don't want to detract or whatever it is. But on the right, I tend to think that we are okay about pointing out where we disagree with those that are representing us because they're going to be chosen to represent us. And we're not going to represent that with everything that that they can do is, hey, you know what? I on the right because that's what we do. That's what should be. You know, I understand. I understand that, and I think there's a time for that. I think the primaries are a time for that. You know, there there were some things I liked about. Um, you know, Rick Perry, uh, he, he kind of crashed and burned quickly, or or Newt, or Santorum, or, you know, some of those other guys. I mean, I, I think, you know, Ron Paul had some good messages, but, you know, once the door gets slammed shut on that, you know, we're in the red zone offense here. And if you mm-hmm. look at the other side, you know, the guys that want Barack Obama to win aren't giving red meat to, you know, the notion that there's something else he has to do to win. They're behind right. him lock, stock, and barrel. And and I, I think, you know, you need to see the same thing from quote unquote our side. Or or you're simply, you know, feeding into the notion that he does need to reinvent his campaign. Where does that come from? That doesn't come from the left. That comes from people like Bill Crystal or that comes from people like Rand Paul. You know, the, these guys are, are throwing gasoline on the fire. And, you know, I'm looking at September 21st here. Uh, that crap's got to stop totally, really. And I, I think we need to, you know, get people like Rand Paul saying, look, you know, the, the prize is to get rid of Barack Obama. You know, we, we, we can talk about you know, whether Mitt Romney's going to fill the debt hole as fast as I want him to or not, or, you know, whether Paul Ryan is going to, you know, come up with a balanced budget as soon as I want to or not. But the reality is, until Barack Obama is completely cleared out of the system, none of that can happen. And that's the type of thing that I'd like to see coming from our side, because you don't you don't see that coming from, from Democrats. Um, and you, you know they must be thinking, you know, in the back rooms, my God, this guy is, you know, driving us over a cliff. But they don't say it. They want to win, and they're saying what they have to do to win. Well, it, it goes to that the amount of uh, hunger for the power of doing the right thing is in that White House. It, it, it's a complete power play. Um, so much of his policy has been about power play and just maintaining power versus making us better as a nation. And that, excuse me, um, it, going back to what we were saying earlier and getting uh, people behind getting away from Obama and maybe people to vote for him last time. Um, how does Romney do that? How does Romney get those people away from Obama? Especially, I think this, uh, what's going on in Libya, and I think more is going to come out about how much was neglected going into it. And how do they capitalize on that? Because there are going to be some people that are upset at their personality. They voted for him and supported him about this alone. You know, they need to Harp on that fact that he was so worried about hurting feelings of people that are trying to kill us that he didn't take the appropriate steps. 
I, I agree. And, you know, if you compare the vitriol coming from Romney and Ryan regarding what's going on in, in Libya or Egypt or Afghanistan, for that matter, you know, where they've basically stopped going on uh, joint patrols with the Afghans because, you know, they can't hand the guys a gun without expecting that they're going to turn around and get shot at. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's nothing coming from Romney and Ryan with regard to that right now. Um, whereas if you go back to 2006, 2008, it was all about, you know, dead Americans in Iraq or dead Iraqis in Iraq. And, and you know, the Democrats were not bashful about ramping up the vitriol when it came to the anti-war rhetoric. Um, you know, Rom, Romney and Ryan have, have strayed away from that. They've stuck to the economic message. Um, I, I think I think they're winning to the extent that they're doing that. Um, I don't think seniors buy the notion that you know Romney and Ryan are, are going to yank Medicare out from underneath them. I don't I don't think they trust Obama because they've already seen what he's done to you know rob Medicare to pay for Obamacare. So I, I think you know their message as far as the domestic stuff is concerned is, is sound. I don't I don't know why you know there isn't a level of vitriol about Libya or Afghanistan. Uh, that there was in 2006, 2008 from, from the Democrats, because there's no question that they flipped the Congress and the Senate in, in 2008 over the war. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that was a winning issue for them. I don't know, you know, maybe... May, may um, most of them voted for it. Exactly. And, 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 you know, in the 70s, the Vietnam War was, was promptly defunded when, you know, when Congress flipped uh, to Democrats. That didn't happen in 2006. So you're right. You know, they re-upped the funding for the war and uh, surprise, surprise. We, you know, we really weren't going to end the war after all. So I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know why they don't go there at this point. Um, I, I think there's there's been some some you know third party PAC um, activity with regard to you know uh, Obama's cozy relationship to the Muslim Brotherhood and um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know Hillary's assistant, uh, what is her name, Uma or Huma, uh, Weiner's uh, wife. Um, you know that's out there. Um, I, I think there's some stuff out there about um, releasing the blind shake back to Egypt, um, uh, but but you just you don't see that from the mainstream, you know, main campaign uh, from well, Romney no, and Ryan right now. Them. Yeah, well, I'm media. It's not fed to the mainstream media. You know, there are some places out there, um, you know, like your show, our show, um, and you see it on Twitter. There's a lot of people outraged, but there's not a lot of people that hold mainstream media accountable. They just get outraged at the. Uh, I mean, you know, even even Fox News. I was watching the Five the other day, and the subject of you know the blind shake being released, you know, back to Egypt or something came up, and and they just sort of you know poo pooed it. They said, well, you know, I read about it in the Blaze, and you know, the Blaze is kind of a funny paper as far as issues are concerned, and and um, I mean, I, I I can't believe that you know that's the extent to which they just sort of. You know, shoved it away. Um, you know, that's a big deal. That's a, that's a big issue to some people. You know, this guy was responsible for you know the first volley of, of World Trade Center bombings. Um, you know, and Democrats have a pattern of, of handing terrorists back to you know their host country and just sort of you know waiting for the the shit to hit the fan later and for them to do something worse. So um, you know, th- this this is this is Bill Clinton all over again. But I, I don't know why they don't engage on that and and. You know, they, they don't seem to get the backing from from even their, you know, their sympathetic press like like Fox News, which wouldn't even touch the blind shake thing. You know, earlier uh, earlier in the show, we talked about how Obama has come out and, and address the nation on this issue, um, like Reagan did when when we had a crisis in the Middle East. And um, you know, I said, hey, I think Romney should come out. The guy's interviewing for a job. He's interviewing for for president of the United States. I think he should come out. I time. That's what he's on a net. Come out and 
rest of the country. You think with that? Yeah, you know, I, I I do think there are probably internal polls on both sides, which you know tell a vastly different story from, you know, even what uh, um, you know Rasmussen is saying right now, which you know I think on any given day he's got Romney up by one or two points. Um, I, I I think there, there's a there's a sense of, of real confidence despite what you read about you know turmoil and and mutiny in the in the Romney campaign. I think there's a real sense of confidence that you know they're they're making slow steady progress with their message, and I think they're just you know, reluctant to start grasping at straws and just start, you know, pulling these free radicals into the situation um, because I don't believe they think they need a game changer uh, in their heart of hearts. And, you know, we may be sitting on the sidelines looking at it and saying, hey, guys, you know, go for the jugular here. You know, you got to talk about uh, what they did to that ambassador, you know, before they drag him through the streets and stuff like that. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, that story is out there. Does, Does that does that work in a campaign? Um, I really don't know. I mean, there, there's reasons why they're not going there, um, and I, I just don't know what they are. And I'm wondering if I remember uh, Obama when he when he reinvented that presidential looking, and he started uh, in, when he gave that speech, and he got hit saying, "Hey, look, you're not you're not president. Why are you reinventing the seal, trying to make it look that way?" So I'm wondering if the, if Romney's not coming out dressing the nation because they they're afraid of the same criticism. Oh, he's trying. Yeah, I, I think you know once in a while he shows flashes of that. I mean, I think he's trying to engage on Israel, where you know Obama is you know messing around with talk like a pirate day. Um, I, I think people genuinely <laughs> understand. You saw that picture, right, <laughs> Drudge? Um, so, so I think people and, and and you know Jewish voters, dare I say, are, are starting to look at that. I, I think that you know there is some effort, at least you know from the from the PAC side of the fence, where um, you know, they're they're trying to pull some of that um, so far, you know, solid, loyal uh, Jewish voting base away from Obama. I think it's working. I I think, you know, the evangelicals, I don't know if you guys mess around with, you know, social conservatism, but I'll, I'll throw my 50 cents in worth on that. I think the evangelicals are... are you know, looking at at the black vote right now, and 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 you had seen what maybe eighty nine percent or or something, which was in in you know Obama's camp back in two thousand eight, and and now it's come down by about ten points. So, you know, there's some opportunities there. So I I, I think you know there, there are some things that are happening either officially in the campaign or elsewhere uh, with regard to you know Israel, Jewish voters, you know black voters, evangelicals, uh, social conservatives. I think, you know, these have a chance of kind of all gelling and, and you know, maybe making for the differences he's going to need to, to pull this out in November. Go uh, did, did you have something? No, I, I agree. I think uh, I think that's that's all. Those are all valid points. And uh, I agree with the, uh, the, the black vote also as far as uh, he's, he's pulling some of those numbers. Romney's able to, to pull some of those numbers, and I think that – that is a, a resource that the Republican Party can tap into even more this time, especially like you were talking about um, with the social conservative movement. Um, because it, I mean, I mean, look, and 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 do you think that you know Univision would have uh, done what they did if uh, you know Obama had the Hispanic vote in the bag? I mean, you know, they well, they, they they understand where their viewers are coming from, and and I don't think that you know they're going to go out there and you know they're going to misrepresent. Uh, you know, the people that watch that network. I mean, I, I think if you want a, a window to the soul of the Hispanic voter, uh, it's that 
you know, Obama sold them down the river with regard to immigration. So, you know, there's another example right there where, you you know, you've got this base where everybody agrees that, you know, they're going to go lock, stock and barrel for Democrats. I I just don't buy it. Um, and, and that's why I think a lot of this, you know, polling methodology is flawed. I, I think, you know, the, the oversampling of Democrats by 10, 12 percent. Um, you know, whatever they're doing to, to sort of, you know, skew minority voters. Um, I think that all gets thrown out the window and it end up, ends up looking a lot more like, you know, 2010 than uh, 2008. Anyway, I got to run, guys. It's been, it's been fun. Hey, John. I've been called in. Um, it's great. And, uh, all right. You bet. We'll, we'll catch you some other time and, uh, you know, we'll talk about radio and, and other stuff uh, on Twitter or somewhere else. So. Absolutely. John. Sounds good. Thanks, sir. Okay, have a good evening. Bye-bye. So that was a good call. Why don't we uh, well, take a break? We'll uh, close up the show. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have our friend Vanessa do our news briefs. If you like her news briefs, uh, she has a voiceover talent, check out Platinum Vocal Chords. Uh, she has over 15 years radio and voiceover experience, graduated Northwestern State University with a liberal arts degree. Don't let that scare you, folks. She is a true Sackhead. Please check her out. Again, that's PlatinumVocalChords.com. Thank you. Hey, guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at HomefrontHugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. HomefrontHugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to HomefrontHugs.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. Check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. You want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis? That is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. Conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon... The Sackhead's Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint. I want to take this opportunity to thank all the wingnut leaders throughout the world to give our men and women of the armed forces a job, as well as all the anarchists, terrorists, and Occupy folks that give our men and women in uniform on the home front, firefighters, law enforcement personnel, and first responders, uh, job security here in the States as well. So thank all you wingnuts out there. This is Sackhead Clint saying have a good day.
I can't say right now. How do you, no, do you, no, really, uh, look, do you think this will hurt him in the polls? On top of what he should be doing. Here's what I want to happen. I want, I want all funding in the Middle East. Because I don't, I don't know why we're sending money to Egypt. Um, I think we, we've spent a lot of money in that Egypt or in that in that region, and they yeah, just. Yeah, you buy a house, you have to invest in it. Exactly. Yeah. No. Uh, they kill us. So I would like to explore our own, uh, our own energy resources here in this country, and gain energy independence. And I think that that this should be treated as this incident should be these incidents be treated as acts of war, Absolutely. not as. Uh, crimes. So we're sending evidence to games over there. Look, I think that I, I think that it could hurt President Obama and it could help Mitt Romney. Uh, what's going on in the Middle East right now? I think that Mitt Romney should bring more attention to this. And I think that uh, I said it before in, in the show. I think that he should address the nation on it. Not not like he's sitting from the office or anything like that. But I think he needs to bring it up. Hey. The, release a video. Yeah. Do something. Look, hey, listen. The Middle East is on fire. It, it, it at, at his rallies. The Middle East is on fire. You know, we as Americans need to come together to attack as a whole. We are not under attack as Republicans or as Democrats. We are under attack as Americans. This is not a political issue. This is not a Democrat or Republican issue. This is an American issue. And I am the one who can kill lead on this. And then we can... We can make it get together on it. Terrorism is something that scares it scares people, which is the whole point of terrorism. But if you have a terrorist attack of American interests in the Middle East, obviously the, the terrorists still want to kill us. And we still have threats. So I think that because people are scared or, or terrorism is still a concern for people, I think that the president or Mitt Romney should address the American people. Like I said, Mitt Romney is going for a job interview. He is going to, he is trying to become the president of the United States. And while I don't think he should step on the toes of the president and take over the president's job by addressing these issues and so forth, Congress or, or, or those, I mean, he's not briefed in as the president is, but I think he can come out and say, hey, listen, this is an American issue. We need to come together on this not there to lead. Well, the president doesn't send half of his briefings anyhow. He doesn't. More than half. And, and the president hasn't come out to the American people on this issue either. He used it as, as, a, as a political um, as a piece, which I mean, I, I understand, but he needs to make this an American issue as a whole. I think, like you said, he's interviewing for a job. It gives people a good idea of how he would have responded, with, you know, given what he knows. Um, come out and show leadership, and you don't have to necessarily step on the president's toes, which at this point might as well, because, you know, what difference does it make in that regard? Um, but be on the offensive with this. Use this. Say, hey, look, look, look at how weak he was. Look how quick they were ready to apologize to the people in the Middle East for our freedoms. It's a movie as opposed to holding people accountable. Exactly. We're actually killing people, killing our people. Um, and this is what I would have done, X, Y, and Z, whatever his plan was. You know, I think he does get a bump out of this. I think this is a great opportunity for him to uh, pick up undecided who are, um, you know, still on the fence, which would make him an undecided. It's a redundant statement. But I think it's a good independent voter. I think some independent puts to get over. I think, honestly, I think they'll get some of the Democrat voters. Just, there are going to be Democrats who, when they pay attention to what how the response was, how quickly we were trying to make this about what it wasn't instead of us being attacked for our freedoms. I think there are going to be some Democratic voters that are going to walk away from him. And 
they could do all that and strike while the iron is hot. Um, and, and honestly, if Jeremy doesn't give him enough fodder for commercials and stuff like that, do you say fodder? Fodder. Oh. As bull crap. Um, and BS that he likes to throw out, then he's missing a huge opportunity there. He could just have a whole video. Jay Carney is a douchebag. Okay. I believe that's exactly what his. Uh, I just wanted to hear you say that. Jay Carney, professional douchebag. <laughs> so, so, are we going to do a show tomorrow night? I don't know. We may do a show tomorrow night. Probably not. If you're drunk and can't walk and you want to stick your head in the computer for a little while, we may be here. A drunk with you? <laughs> yeah, I'm might as well at that point. Um, I appreciate everyone calling in. Thank you to Camille for working on our phone tonight. We will be back maybe tomorrow night, maybe next Friday. Check us out, sackheadsradio.com. Camille, do you want to say anything to us first? She's just she, she just said, and now, no. That's Sackhead, Camille. Click Sackheads forums, and you can uh, share it on forums. We're trying to get those back up. Follow us on Twitter at Sackheads, and we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Sackheads. If you haven't had a chance to go to our website and read the, uh, the article posted this week by, uh, by Sackhead, Michaela, check out. Discusses our two-party system. It was very well written. Uh, I think a lot of people would be interested, so share it. So that is it for us tonight. Clay, as always, I appreciate you being a pain. Have a Hi, guys. That guy. You think you hire him? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.